today's episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start supporting and balancing your hormones. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your way to better understanding your hormone health and how it affects your everyday life. Hey, ladies. So I have a very special guest for you. I brought on Kaylee Swanson. You are, I always forget everybody's like titles because they all have different things, but you're a nutritional therapy practitioner, I believe. Um, Recently graduated and I actually met you on Instagram, I think like over a year ago when you just started school. Um, and we chat all the time about health stuff. And then we're actually in a business program together as well. So I just had to bring her on so we can have a super candid chat about all things health. And we're going to dive into a couple different topics here. So I would love for you first to kind of share a little bit about yourself. And then of course, what, what got you started in the health field? Yes. Um, I feel like I have a little bit of a unique situation there because I feel like a lot of people, they kind of hit rock bottom to get into Mm -hmm. the health field and then they figure out how to climb their way out. Um, and, and then they help others. I am unique in the way that I didn't have to hit rock bottom, which is a beautiful thing. Um, and I think that is, um, my mom, so I'll go way back. Um, I was sick when I was younger, but my brother was really the sick one and I kind of got lumped in with him. So we went through 12 years of trying to figure out what was wrong with us. Um, and then finally my senior year of high school, I got diagnosed with celiac disease, which is an autoimmune disease. Um, and at that point I kind of took my health journey out of my mom's hands and put it into my own hands and decided that I would go gluten-free for the rest of my life. It took me about a year to make that decision, but when I made it, I stuck to it. Um, It's a transition, I feel like to officially go gluten-free. Yeah. And there's, there's a part of something like that and deciding to start on this journey where people don't always talk about that. You, you lose a part of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I had grown up the way I was and I was a little, you know, and then when they told me something was wrong with me, I was a little scared that I would lose part of myself and I didn't know what that would look like. Um, so I think it took me some time to really accept that I was ready to make that change, but I did, (laughs) and it was the best thing I ever did for myself. I'm so thankful for my past self for making that decision. And so thankful for my mom, uh, for getting me there. So really that's why I started my business, uh, navigating holistic, because I would love to be able to help more people before they get to that rock bottom. Um, going through college, I had just kind of started my gluten-free journey and this was way back when nobody knew what it was. It wasn't on every single package. Um, Ugh, yes. It, yeah. Like I remember one time I asked for gluten-free food and somebody was like, I'm sorry, you want free food? We don't have free food. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> just gluten-free food. But yeah, so it was a whole different world. Um, but that was another blessing in disguise because I had to go to whole food. I had to eat whole real food instead of just switching out one ultra processed product for another ultra processed product. Um, So anyways, so I went through college thinking that I was the weird one. I was the sick one. And I had to uh, make all these decisions because 
uh, of my sickness. And then towards the end of college, and then really once I, um, you know, late 20s, I realized that that wasn't the fact that I was indeed quite healthy. And it was my other friends that were now experiencing the decline in health. And it wasn't something that was, you know, a black mark on me, but in reality, it was a very big blessing. Yeah. I just have to chuckle when you talked about the gluten-free because like, I remember when gluten-free was a trend, like, I think it's kind of pulled back a little bit. I almost feel like vegans becoming a trend now, but like gluten-free was very much a trend and there was gluten-free everything. And it just cracks me up when people are like, oh no, I eat healthy. I eat gluten-free. And I'm like, that really means nothing. Like it really truly means nothing because you can find so many gluten-free things out there that are, like you said, ultra processed. Like people were so excited when Oreo came out with a gluten-free Oreo. And I'm like, why are you excited about that? Like, (laughs) I mean, literally if you're going to just eat an Oreo, you know, because you just want to eat an Oreo, like gluten-free, non-gluten-free, like there's literally no benefit either way. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Ah, Anyways, I feel like, so definitely that was a blessing for you to, you know, be forced to have to go the whole food because that's truly like, you know, where your health is going to lie. Yeah. Um, so share more, tell me more, tell me more (laughs) about what you do. Tell me the things. Um, Yeah. So, and then more on the, when I went gluten-free, it was just solely, you know, to go gluten-free to protect my future. Um, I knew like what was in store for me down the road because my body was eating itself and destroying itself. Um, but when I made that decision, it was interesting how many things came with it. Like things like headaches where I didn't, I didn't know it wasn't normal to have a headache every single day of your life. I thought that was normal. Um, I didn't know that like people could actually think like I had brain fog. Like if I was going to have an exam, I just wouldn't eat before I had to like do it because if I ate, I knew that my brain wouldn't work. <laughs> like, um, wow. but yeah, but yeah, so there's so many things and, and I mean, I am what 12 years into this journey and still every year, I feel like I uncover a new layer of what health and wellness means for me. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's what I strive to bring to others. Um, there is, it's very unfortunate in the world that we are in right now that, you really can't just passively be healthy. You have to actively work towards your health and wellness. You can't be in, you know, conventional conventional lifestyle and expect health to find you. Um, and mm, trying to decide where I want to go from that. No, I'm like, dang, the fact though, that you said like, you have to be actively healthy. I'm over here. Like that is so true. I've never heard somebody say it like that before though, but because it's now the hard think, truth. <laughs> yeah. Like now it's that I think about it, yeah, and it, it is. truly is like, you literally have to go out of your way to be healthy. Like even when you're grocery shopping, people are like, Ugh, healthy food is so expensive. And I mean, I think you can definitely do it on a budget. You have to be, you have to be smart and you have to, you have to be smart literally. But like the better question is why is unhealthy food so cheap? You know, like why do you have to work so hard? Like why do people, why aren't we taught this, you know, in 
schools. Like, you know, all the times I hear people be like, oh no, I eat healthy. Like, I don't understand like why I'm not feeling well. And then I take a look at their diet or nutrition. I'm like, I don't know what your definition of healthy is. And that's, that's the problem. Like there is like, everybody has their own idea because there's no, I don't know. Anyway, I just kind of went off on a tangent there, but continue. (laughs) And yeah, so I actually, I went to school for marketing um, and adventure tourism, which I love, which was the best, but, uh, and we learned in school about greenwashing. I like specifically remember sitting in class and my professor teaching us about greenwashing, how it works and how to do it and greenwashing. How to do it? Like, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Oh snap. And and in, in his defense, it wasn't like a sleazy thing he was talking about. He made it sound like, you know, like you just make your product sound very healthy and because that's the trend and that's what people want. So greenwashing is when basically you make your product seem healthier than what it is. You highlight specific things, um, you know, that, that people think they want to see, like maybe low fat, you know, um, natural. You'll see my husband goes to the store and he'll be like, I, I didn't know which one to choose. So I just picked the one with the most nose on it. And I figured you'd like that one. <laughs> That's greenwashing right there. Like just pretty much all the nose and all the, you know, things, but they're not talking about all the things that are in it. Um, so yeah, think, so that is a huge problem is yeah. all the information, all the misinformation, the failure to catch up with times by um, the different food mm-hmm. industries. And it all does it all boils down to money. It does. Um, mm-hmm. We're in this, this beautiful, not beautiful <laughs> circle of. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. tap into greenwashing for a second there, because like I, when I first heard of greenwashing, I don't even know when it was, I was like, what the heck is that? Because um, there are a lot of companies I can even think like off of like my head, a thousand of them where they're like, I don't know, like there's no artificial fragrance in here. Um, It's toxin free. And I get a headache when I smell artificial fragrance. And so my nose is like a lie detector. (laughs) And I'm like, there's artificial fragrance in there. They're like, no, it's not. We're certified, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I don't care what you're certified as. Like my nose is like a lie detector. And you see it everywhere. Like, for example, someone will be like, oh, organic, blah, blah, blah. And you turn the back over and only like two of the ingredients are organic, like the rest of them aren't. But they can market that way because a certain percentage of it is organic. So like, let's tap into greenwashing, like um, why this is why it's so important to look at ingredients. So like, what are some things that when people are going to a grocery store or they're going to look for their their skincare or their hair care or anything like what are some things they should start with like so that marketing doesn't dupe them <laughs> yes um it, pretty much looking past the marketing is what it boils down to and i mean i get i get greenwashed still right and i'm how many years in but i'll get something and i'll bring it home and i'll be like ah dang it i i just mm-hmm. i got greenwashed i didn't actually check the back of this package or i didn't um uh, i just trusted blindly in this product um, but yeah, so when it comes to food, always turning it over and looking at that ingredients list is just key. Not even, not the like percentages and stuff. Look what actually is in your product, um, and know that they go in order of how much is in there. So, um, the first one on the ingredients list will have, 
you know, the most in the product. And pretty much if you can't say it, don't eat it. Um, if you are looking for whole real foods that are gonna, you know, support you and give you that nutrients that you need. Um, yeah, there, there's, there's so many more, there's so many things to know, like not to eat. It's easier mm-hmm. just to focus on, you know, what to eat. And I kind of, my like golden rule is always to go back to nature. And if it aligns with bringing me back to nature and how it would make sense to eat um, back when, before we got into all these different industries that messed with our food system. Um, That's always going to win for me. But even supplements, like I went to school, um, Nutritional Therapy, Therapy Association, with one of my colleagues, and she works for a supplement company. And she told me that they make the supplement, like they just formulate it and put stuff together if they like have leftover stuff. And oh. then it's her job to go and research the different things and put on there what it could possibly like be for. So they're not like making it in order, you know, for this thing. They're just kind of like throwing it together and then slapping some stuff on there and not oh, having like a backbone for it. Um, and so that wow. too, like supplements, oh man, they just kill me. It's like, Oh, everybody just buys, you know, the, the, with the marketing, they just buy exactly what um, they think they need. They want like long, luscious hair. They go and they buy something that says they're going to get long, luscious hair, but, um, and it's a waste That's of true. money. It's, <laughs> you're way, off, way better off spending that money on some beautiful organic pasture raised um, produce and meat than yeah. going that route. But I'm going to backtrack really quick. And this is probably, I don't know if this really confuses everybody, just ignore it and continue on. But you said something about, um, if you can't pronounce it, don't, you shouldn't be eating it. And I must've been on the wrong side of TikTok when I saw this, but it was like all of these fitness coaches, they're all male. Oh my goodness. I, I'm, this is not against men, but I just see this in the male fitness industry. And they're like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that word that you can't pronounce, like that's vitamin B and blah, blah, blah. And you see that on food and, and they are correct. Like that is quote unquote vitamin B in a very fancy, fancy biology, chemistry, blah, blah, blah word. But it's synthetic. Yeah. You know, it's added it, added and it's synthetic and you aren't going to absorb it the way you would from food. And you see all the time people adding calcium, vitamin D, folic acid is a big one. And if you have the MTHFR gene mutation, folic acid fortified foods are your enemy. They mm-hmm. are your enemy. And so even if somebody's like, oh, no, 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 that's just a fancy word for vitamin B or vitamin D, like you can eat that. I don't think so. Like synthetic additives are, they block up your receptors and they're causing more problems for people. And so, so if anybody is like, oh, that's, you know, you can't pronounce it. Like you can still eat it. I just want to pull back that argument because I see that a lot, especially in the fitness industry. And I just don't, I don't, I don't think it's true because the more simple you get, the less ingredients you get, um, the more 
you can make things from scratch. I know it's hard, um, but you know what's going in there. You know, I, you know what's going in there. And I do think supplements are necessary, you know, but I also think that whew, it's yeah. hard to find good ones. I also think it's, an, yeah, it's another thing that you have to do your due diligence on and know, you know, is it a whole food source or is it a bunch of like cleaved off um, yeah. chemicals that are then put back together? Cause there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of trickery you can do with food science, but you're right. Um, and that is kind of how we got to where we are today because mm-hmm. there's a lot of, you know, when you break it down and you look at the molecular compound of it, it sure, it, it, it looks the same or it is the same. It, it's written out the same, but when you compare them, they're not the same. When you compare how they react with your body, they're not the same. Um, so Fortified wheat is a big one, right? You, like mm-hmm. if you have enriched wheat, then you're going to have all those long list of vitamins and minerals that come after it. But what happened there was they, pro- they process wheat differently than what they used to. It used to be, you know, sprouted and, um, mm-hmm. or fermented and, and that yeah. makes our nutrients available to us. They changed it or ease or whatever they did. And then they started noticing that, um, I forget which one this was, something was happening with the human population that wasn't good um, with the lack of the minerals because we weren't getting them anymore. So they made a rule that you had to um, put these minerals back in, but like you said, they're synthetic and they don't act the same way. So Mm -hmm. basically what that tells you is our food is so pointless and nutrition, uh, nutrients deprived, hard work for some reason, um, that, that it's, it's it's basically pointless, which is why we need to add in these, you know, fortified meals. Um, and, and there's so many, there's like a history with every single vitamin like that, where, Mm -hmm. um, like vitamin C, right sailors used to go out to sea and get scurvy and die and whatever. So they found out that if you bring a lime with you for every sailor out to sea, then they avoid that problem. So that's great. But, and there's a story with that for like basically every vitamin and mineral that we might see. So then what they did is created so many different band-aid, um, band-aids to fix the problem, like the fortified synthetic, you know, stuff. And that's kind of it's snowballed and that's where we've got where we've got. And I think I was in the same tunnel as you <laughs> with TikTok, where I found somebody who was fighting against um, red dye 40. And she was saying oh. that, yeah. And she was saying that people that are against that are, you know, silly gooses who don't have any scientific backing and like all these things. I and saw that. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is really painful. There is lots of people out there that um, here, here's, okay. So there's lots of parents out there that can testify that they give their child something with red dye 40 and they, um, act up and <laughs> are berserk. Right. And then you have this person telling them that they're crazy and they're making it up. And that's kind of mm-hmm. like where I always want to go back to that. You know, better for your body and for your child than any random <laughs> person that's preaching yeah. some random scientific data that they are interpreting in their own way. Um, Mm -hmm. And we have lost 
lost touch with that a little bit where uh, people are always looking for outside validation and always looking for Mm -hmm. outside recommendations. Um, So the more I can get people to tap back into themselves. um, Yeah. Would be awesome. But Red Dye 40 has literally zero point in our food and is just there to make it look pretty. And it is derived from petroleum and all the things. So it causes so many issues. I know exactly who you're talking about on TikTok. I saw her video and she was just gaslighting like all sorts of health professionals saying mm-hmm. that like, like aspartame or anything yeah. like, oh no, like you can have like the FDA approves like this much aspartame, like only in large doses. Is it going to actually poison you? Like, oh my gosh, you can absolutely have all your and dyes. That and right there uh, is another good point about how we got to where we are because yes, for literally everything that you put in our food and in our com- or in our cosmetic products and everything, you can say, yeah, if you have this little bit, it's not gonna affect you. And that is so true. Our bodies are amazing at what they do. They have protected us from so many things in our world and detox, yeah. but also our world is getting more and more toxic by the day and we're getting exposed to more and more things by the day. So it's not just that one thing. It's that one thing plus all the 1 billion other things that we are getting exposed to. And that's a lot of work for our body to do. So that's what we were talking about where you you can't just be passively healthy. You really need to control what you can because there's a lot of things you can't control to not have to worry about those, not have to be affected by those and spiral your health. You have to yeah, go back and and control what, what you can control. Yeah. And plus, like, if you're constantly asking your body to like work harder and work harder, eventually your body's like, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's head into like personal care, um, skincare, you know, what you put on your skin is absorbed into your bloodstream. I I don't know the exact percentage of how much of it is. Is it like Mm -hmm. 70%? It did. Yeah. And it, it depends on like, what the substance is at the rate that it absorbs. But yeah, a large amount is absorbed into your bloodstream through your skin. Yeah. And that was like one of the last things I wanted to, because I ate, you know, super healthy and I was still having issues, but I, you know, held on to my skincare and my hair care and my makeup for a long time. And my cleaning products was another one. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. Those are huge. So when I was in, um, I was in college. And I was gluten-free. My house has always been smell-free to a certain degree. If you lived with me, you got told in advance that you could not use Tide products. Uh, You had to use like a free clear detergent. And if you wanted to wear perfume, like do it in your own private space. Like don't be in my bathroom spraying it by me. Um, So yeah, so, so everybody got warned before they moved in with me. But anyways, so it's fairly, you know, free of major chemicals, but still we are college girls and college guys and whatever. So anyways, I was at least a couple of years into my gluten-free journey. And I just remember like sitting on the couch and feeling so horrible. I usually had a lot of, you know, energy and ready to go and wanted to be social, but we had people over and I was just sitting there and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I just like feel like attached to this couch. I can't Mm. get up. Like, I don't want to like conversate with you guys. So I I ended up going home the next week and was like, mom, I'm not sure what's going on. I think maybe I like have gluten in my diet and, um, it's somehow like seeping in and I don't know where I'm getting it from. 
And so we went to a doctor that tested me for all the things in my bloodstream. And when it came back, it came back that I had a toxic amount of bleach in my bloodstream because my roommates had been cleaning with bleach and they were wiping the floors and the countertops. And then I was walking around with bare feet and absorbing it through my feet. And I was in tune enough with my body to catch it right away and be like, I'm off somewhere and I need to correct this. But I probably would have never ever linked it to the, the bleach. I wasn't that in tune back then in order to be able to link it if we wouldn't have got that that testing back. So yes, <laughs> that was a long story to tie in that cleaning products truly do matter just as much as the other thing. Um, I Cleaning products and makeup products are another thing where it's like, it's not worth my time to learn all the no's. <laughs> um, yeah. But I really love the um, app Think Dirty. You've probably talked about it. I love that app. Yes. And that is so easy um, just to be able to look stuff up and be like, oh, okay. But also we really need bare minimum things. Like for cleaning, I literally use vinegar, hydrogen peroxide, baking soda, um, and water pretty much are like my major I use citric acid sometimes too, like with my baking soda to clean my toilets. Yeah. I have, I guess I infuse my vinegar with my, um, lemon peels. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. And then um, skincare, I re- I only use water and oil pretty much is all I do. Wow. Um, and I feel like the more you simplify and the more you take out, the better your skin gets. I tried to get fancy like a month ago and add in, it was an oil and it was from a company that I absolutely love um, all of their products, but they had made like a face oil with a bunch of essential oils in it. And um, I added that in and then I added in like three other things. Like basically I just added a whole regimen onto my face when I have only washed my face with pretty much water and oil for however many years. And my face was not happy with me. It was so (laughs) mad at me for adding all these things. And I broke out all over like my chin line, which I don't, I don't break out (laughs) really at all. And it was like all over um, whatever. So that was interesting where that was a, a company where I, I fully trust them. They are very transparent with all of their sourcing. I can look at mm-hmm. exactly what farm it came from and where it is and how it's processed. Um, but my skin was still like, eh, eh, we don't need this. We got our own like, like microbiome figured out um, and we don't need you to come in here messing with it. Yeah. So I went back to my, my water and oil and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. If it works for you, don't mess with it. Yeah. Gosh, no, there's so, there's so many things. I love the Think Dirty app. The only thing that I don't like about it is it doesn't have every brand on there, which, you know, eventually it will get there. And my issue with that mostly is that like when I come across something new and I kind of want to look at it, sometimes it doesn't have it. So then you have to do the deep dive into the ingredients yourself. But honestly, like my, my personal like rule of thumb is just look through the ingredients first and look for fragrance. Mm-hmm. because like if you rule out fragrance you've ruled out like 99% of like products so like if it doesn't have fragrance then maybe it's worth your time to like look into other things and like look you know some people use essential oil so like that's yeah. a marketing thing so like if they use essential oils like it's going to say it on there because yeah. that sells but 
anyways, yeah, it's a whole trip. That's why I like to find people that I trust. And I'm like, what do you use? Yeah, right. Please just just inform me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So what's our, what's our next step? Like now that we are looking at our ingredients and we're looking at our skincare, we're looking at our hair care, like what's next to like being healthy. Yes. Uh, pretty much just keep, keep simplifying, keep getting rid of the things you don't need. Um, I think a huge step is just, I I say being intentional, um, being intentional with what you're doing and how you're feeling. I think there is such a, like I talked about before, a huge misconnection or disconnect with our own innate intelligence and um, tapping into that. So the more you can, sure, go eat whatever diet that you've been eating, but, but tap into how you feel before and then how you feel after. And you can make your own connection. And it's been, you know, slowing over time, but I don't even crave or want any of, you know, the like Doritos is always my um, uh, marker or whatever that I say that I know what level I'm at, at like how many Doritos per year I have. Cause it used to be like, you know, I like Doritos and then it, it would be like, if I see them at a party, I'll have them. And then now it's like, I think two years ago, I had like one Dorito and, but like, I'll have like one Dorito. I'll notice like 30 minutes later, oh, there's that pesky headache that like doesn't let me think and just makes me feel blah. And it was caused by that one Dorito. And I know that because I paid attention. Um, but so just, just things like that, where it's like, make the connection. And eventually I promise you, it won't be this thing where you're taking away your favorite food that you just really want to eat it. You're not even going to want it anymore because you're going to make that connection that that's how it makes you feel. And this food makes you feel better. Um, and that goes with everything. Yeah. Just really tapping into how you are on a, you know, regular basis and learning to cook. Like I, I am not the most, like I make really good food, but it's basic. (laughs) Like, you know, and, um, one of my friend's moms, like I, she made this amazing meal when I was in Colorado and it was all like gluten-free. The only like dairy she'd used was some Kerrygold butter. And it was like gourmet. Like I kid you not, it was, she made these muffins that were like the most bomb ass muffins. Like you wouldn't even know they were gluten-free. You wouldn't even be like, oh, it's good for a gluten-free muffin. Like it was just a good muffin period. And I was like, dude, can you come cook for me? (laughs) Because it was amazing. The meal was so good. She made dessert, all of this stuff. And I'm just like, okay, I need to put some more effort (laughs) into like making these meals. Eating healthy should taste amazing. You just have to practice it. Yeah. Yep. Food. Um, the, the, the more nutrition dense it is, the better it tastes. The good taste that you're tasting is nutrition. If you're eating, you know, a real meal, otherwise it's, uh, pretty much kind of chemicals and fake food because, um, a lot of our food system has, you know, hyper palatable food. So it tastes good to everybody, um, because they've stripped basically away all nutrients and then added back on top of it. Um, you know, the, fat and the sugar, but not the good kind, (laughs) um, to make it palatable. So it makes it cheap food. 
but it doesn't, um, it doesn't satisfy that nutritional need, which is why you keep going back for more and you're never satisfied and you're always snacking. So if you go towards nutrition dense food that tastes delicious, is full of nutrients, you're going to be satisfied. And you also, you're not going to binge eat like, I don't know, an egg. I just had an egg. So it's sitting here. Yeah. I mean, you can be craving an egg all day long, but when it comes down to it, it you're going to have one or two or whatever, and then you're going to be done. You're not going to binge eat it. It, it doesn't yeah. like that when you're having, you know, quality food because your body becomes, you know, satisfied and you're done. Um, but I think just, just going to whole food, like we talked about, um, my meal this morning was literally, what was it? Eggs, mushrooms, green beans, bacon, and some ramps, which are like an onion. Um, all of those are like a specific food item. And I just put them all on a plate and <laughs> ate them as a medley. And it was delicious. It was amazing. Um, and I think another thing that helps with kind of making your food taste good is learning the different cultures of spices. So, you know, you can be like, oh, I'm in the mood for some Asian food tonight and I'm going to pull out my, you know, rice vinegar and soy sauce or amino acids and whatever else. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's been super helpful for me in learning how to make these very similar items that, you know, we have weekly taste and look completely different. Yeah. Um, like seasonings are good. I totally agree with the whole, like ugh, your body, you just come back and keep snacking because your body's like, I didn't get what I needed. Even though you got a lot of calories, you didn't get nutrients that you needed. Um, that is my big issue with artificial sweeteners. Like I actually would prefer people to just have a little bit of like raw sugar or a little bit of coconut sugar over like artificial sweeteners, like balance it out support mm -hmm. your blood sugar because you are tasting sweet, but you're not getting sweet. And yeah. I think your body, your body knows. And then that's why people like binge eat or, you know, this is probably not a good episode for you. If you have an eating disorder, I'm sorry. We're not talking about that. That's completely different, but like they'll sit down and eat like a pan that of brownies that they made with like monk fruit or stevia. Like we're not even talking about like, you know, the gut effects of that, but like it's because they didn't actually get what, you know, they were craving in the first place, which was probably magnesium from the cacao. Yeah. But well, and that's the thing too. It's like, we have all these trends that are, yeah, fat-free, sugar-free. And it's like, no, have the fat, but have good fat. Don't have the vegetable oil that is rancid and is going to wreak havoc on your body. Have the quality um, yeah. butter or coconut oil or um, duck fat or all the other things. Um, and sugar too. Yeah. I mean, I'm not against sugar. It's here for a reason. It goes back to mm -hmm. my, you know, I am one with, we are nature. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I have no problem with maple syrup and honey and mm -hmm. yeah, whatever else you want to use, but yeah, don't pour it a cup full and everything. You don't need that. Um, but at the same time, if, if you have reached a point where you crashed your blood sugar and you're craving sugar, then don't, I'm, I'm all for not denying that. Like if you've mm -hmm. reached that point, then you probably do need a little bit of a sugar cook kick because your body is trying to survive and it's trying to get you back into homeostasis. Um, and then in the future, you need to look at what you did to get there and avoid that. Cause that is not good if it keeps happening over and over and over again, but that's tapping into your body and listening to, you know, what it wants and what it needs. 
Yeah. Oh, so many good things here. Okay. We're going to take a wide pivot. Okay. Ready guys. <laughs> so we have had so many questions in the Facebook group and in my DMS about this COVID vaccine. So let's talk about the health ramifications, especially like the menstrual cycle ramifications of this quote unquote vaccine. Um, I'll let you have your rant and then we'll just kind of like go from there. (laughs) Oh, it's just, it's a hot topic. And honestly, I find it goes back to marketing, like everything else. Um, so much money is being put into marketing this product for us, um, without any real consideration about who needs it who does not need it, who it might be detrimental detrimental to their health. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially things like kids, like they are going in to have this approved for children, like six months to 12 years they're working on right now. And what are the statistics for kids on COVID and deaths? They're like none. They're like null. I mean, there's whatever, but compared to... um, so I saw a study that they came back and they were all excited because the kids were comparable to the adult um, control group. But when you look at that, that's not exciting. There was a lot of things that popped up in the control adult group and a lot yeah. of symptoms that come from getting this thing. So uh, mm-hmm. that's where I struggle is like, we are just very, it becomes very one-minded. Um, mm-hmm. It becomes my way or the highway and people are mm-hmm. getting pressured into it by this mega campaign that says, get it or you're a bad person. Um, I hung out with my yes. friends this last weekend and he, he had just got the first one and he was just telling me, he's like, I don't know why I needed to get it. I already got COVID and I literally nothing happened. I just had to quarantine. I felt fine. Everything's fine. And and yet I have to get it. And he said that his grandma would not see him until he got it. So that's why he got it. And he's like, yep. and he said um, that, you know, it's, it's not his decision or no, he, what, what did he say? He basically said that um, he didn't get it for himself. He got it from someone else. And that's, that's, you know, the important thing. And that is such a red flag for me because I'm like, no, because you are the one that needs to deal with anything that could happen from this. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, there's just a lot of a lot, a lot of markers there that make me cringe. And in the whole thing, we have completely forgot about our natural immunity. Um, and the fact that like, I can never pronounce these, but the one of them is not, the study isn't even done till 2023, 2023. Yeah. I mean, long-term B study is vaccine. I'm so used to not being able to say the word on Instagram without getting censored. Um, oh, yeah. um, the long-term studies, yeah, are, are not complete and they won't be. Um, and yeah, it's only right now under emergency authorization, uh, authorized use, um, which they're looking to get past that. But yeah, anyways. Um, so basically everyone that's getting the vaccine right now is technically part of the study, but yes, nobody is really telling them that. No, they're not. And I saw an interesting post yesterday, um, I was on somebody's Instagram where he was, he's a part of the J and J study and he was walking through the process of what it was like. And he basically said, he's fine. Um, he had a, like one night of some really bad, like chills and shakes and fever and all that. And then, and now he hasn't had anything. He has 
a lot of nosebleeds, which he doesn't think is associated. So I'll let him have that one, but um, seen some other things. But he was saying that none of that, none of his experience was captured via the process that they capture it by, um, just because uh. of how flawed the study is. And the other thing is with, with these um, participants, they take the, the healthiest participants they possibly can, you know? Yeah. So it's not, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess what scares me about the COVID vaccine is it's not actually a vaccine. It's more of like a gene treatment, basically mutation. Um, and it's not going away. Like, it's not like you can detox any of that, you know, it's going to continually be affecting you. That's been killing me on like our, my health, like Facebook groups and stuff where people are like, what's the detox? And people are giving them detoxes. And it's like, no, that's not, where are you pulling that from? That's not a detox. What are you doing? Um, the best thing you can do is support your body, I think. But, but yeah, it's, it's brand new technology, which I really tried to drive home to my followers before, um, it came out just so that they are aware and they know it's not just like any other vaccine that's on the market. It's a totally new one. And they have been trying to develop something like this for many, 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 many years. And they have all failed. Um, they have mm-hmm. all resulted in, um, they haven't made it past animal studies because they've all mm-hmm. died or become infertile or infertile. That's the thing <laughs> yeah. that scares me. Um, yeah. So I, my, my whole point of this is listen to both sides. And if you decide that you want to get it more power to you, I'm not telling you not to get it. I'm just saying, educate yourself because it really frustrates me when people are like, I'm getting it because I educated myself and all of that is bullshit or whatever. And I'm like, just come into it with an open mind. And same thing with people who are anti-vaccine. They're like, I'm anti-vaccine because I educated myself, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, did you really though? Like, have you looked at studies? Like, have you talked to various people from both sides who are educated in it? Like, have you listened with an open mind? Mm -hmm. Um, those are my biggest things because, um, I, I guess the biggest red flag for me is the infertility. Like it has to be the infertility. Like there's, there's just, there's people I personally know, personally know, like this isn't somebody like in a study. This is somebody I personally know who had complications in pregnancy after she got the vaccine, had people, you know, and people with insane cycle issues post-vaccine as well. And I'm sorry, but that's not a coincidence. Like if you've never ever, ever had an irregular cycle until you got the vaccine. Like, isn't that a red flag? Like, you know? Yeah. And I, um, I a hundred percent agree with you. I think that's the main problem is that one side is getting, well, the interesting part is one side is getting drowned out, but honestly not mm-hmm. like we're getting loud, which, um, even though getting censored on an unreal level, um, Oh Yeah. And there's a lot of things against the, uh, I don't like the word anti-vax, but like medical freedom, maybe the medical freedom group um, that are against, there's not a huge budget 
it's a very like somebody told me the other day that um, a doctor that was being vocal about it they're like yeah because he's making all the money from it and it's like no no he's not like no you lose your like credibility and your career by questioning things like this they drag your name mm-hmm. in the mud by questioning things like this there's no yeah. possible positive mm-hmm. to getting on this bandwagon besides um maybe helping some people um but and then on the other side it's every social media platform every um so much money it kills me how much money goes into this when it's like if you would have taken that money and put it towards anything else on like the real health and wellness spectrum instead of another band-aid effect like what could you have done with that that would have been great but I follow um because I do try and see all sides so I follow a couple of the makers of I think the Moderna uh, vaccine mm-hmm. and I was looking at her stories yesterday she was answering like some question box stories and they were they were all questions about kind of what we've been talking about some of the real concerns that have come up for people yeah. and some of the real life stories we have seen over and over and over and over again not just one time and her response to everything was just no like does this cause infertility no does this do this no like and I'm like, this is, this is what got me um, from the beginning is one side can dig so far into everything and explain and be like, this is where I'm coming from. And then there's another side that is just like, no, just trust the science. And it's like, okay, well, I'm sorry, but what is science, right? Yeah. Science is ever evolving. <sighs> science is trying to figure out something. Science is never settled. <laughs> like that is just, wow. And, and the other thing is, Science is constantly, you guys, trying to reproduce or imitate nature, right? Mm-hmm. Like masks are funny. Masks, like the the whatever, the big one, the end, whatever. Masks, what they did with that one was look at how the nose works. And they copied what the nose does. And it's like, oh, and you think, I'm sorry, you think that you did that better than how nature did that? Hell no. Yeah. No, you did not. And we, we just found out about like the microbiome, like how many, like mm-hmm. less than 10 years ago. And do you know how much of a major factor that is for health? Like how many new things we're constantly finding out every single mm-hmm. day? Like, mm-hmm. like, no, we don't, we don't know everything. And that's, that's my big problem. Well, people say that they do. And it's like, no, you don't. The more, you know, the more, you know, you the, don't know. So. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, I, Okay, this we're we're going off on like a different route now. So that is one of my biggest issues with this COVID vaccine is the fact that like people are like so many more people have died from COVID than have had complications with the vaccine. So get the vaccine. And I'm mm-hmm. like, but but so many of the numbers are skewed a from the COVID like the flu, whatever that is. And then secondly, they are, they're choosing healthier people for the vaccine. And the fact that there are so many people with issues with that, that should be so many red flags for you. Um, and they com- I saw some doctors comparing it to like the, the chances of you getting an issue with the vaccine are like less than you like dying from a car crash or something like that. That's how they were putting it into comparison. And I'm like, yes. And I always like to weigh 
you know, like what are the pros of getting the vaccine and the cons? And then what are the pros of getting COVID and the cons? And like the survival rate for getting COVID is so high. It's so, so, so high. Like, why would you want to get a vaccine that is a experimental and can cause infertility? <laughs> like, that's my biggest issue is the infertility aspect, because like I see it everywhere, you know, and like infertility is already on a rise. Like just in the past, like so many years, like there are so many things going on with infertility, whether that's female or male infertility. And now we have um, a quote unquote vaccine that's causing more infertility. Like, so yeah. that no, kind of went down I mean, a different route. It's a hundred percent being able to yeah weigh your risks and make a decision for yourself. My family, um, my whole family had COVID. My husband was under the weather for a couple of days. I lost my sense of smell for like two and then I was fine. I got it back. And then I never separated. We never separated from the kids because I was ready just to, I kind of separated from my husband at first because I didn't want to be down at the same time with two kids. <laughs> um, yeah. But then once we both had it, I was like, well, whatever, we'll just get it over with. My kids never showed a single sign of it ever. Not one. They're perfectly fine. Um, and now we're fine. And our 93 year old great grandma had it. She's fine. Our, all of our grandparents have had it. My dad, um, had it. He had a heart attack young and then completely changed his lifestyle and was doing absolutely awesome. But, um, it's fine. He, he was down for a couple of days and now he's fine. And my mom think wasn't down at all. She was kind of like me, or, you know, mm-hmm. fine. So, um, I think from the beginning, like, I remember last year, right. When it was like unknown and kind of scary and like, what do we do? I had a lot of friends, honestly, that I have a lot of nursing friends. And then I had a lot of friends in like the twin cities area that, that got it early on. And the only reason I knew is because I had private conversations with them and they'd be like, Hey, don't tell anyone, but I got this. And it wasn't bad. And like, I mean, they went, yeah, they were just like, I was down and I'm fine. And it was fine. But it's like, mm-hmm. well, why was that a secret? Like, why aren't we telling people like, yeah, I got it and I'm doing good. Like, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like people were scared to be like, I got it and I'm okay because there's some people that get it and aren't okay. Yes. But there's also a lot of unhealthy people in the world that, yeah. Um, and that's where I sit. Cause like, I'm not going to sit on that, like survivor bias of like, I got it. I'm fine. Like, so everybody's going to be fine. I, yeah. I don't agree with that, but and I know you don't either, but it's oh, yeah. just it's the just whole making like your own decision. Right. So from the beginning, yes. I was, I was fully comfortable with, with getting it and our chances of being fine. I thought were pretty, pretty good and pretty high. Um, and that's like the whole thing, like people quarantining people, like putting hand sanitizer on everything. And even like, what was the donut company? Krispy creams, like <laughs> giving free donuts. If you get the vaccine and I'm over here, like we're putting so much money behind this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Why can we not put money behind education and health? Oh. You know, like if you change your diet, you change your lifestyle and you and start we're what, eating like McDonald's. Over a year, we're over a year into this and there's been none of that. I remember the the this time last year when like the two weeks first hit where like everything mm-hmm. shut down. I went to the store like the rest of the world. And while everybody else was getting toilet paper, I was going for, you know, the vitamin C, the vitamin D, the zinc. 
and mm-hmm. these shelves were fully stocked. And mm-hmm. I, that was my big like red flag where I was like, what, why is nobody going through for like immune supporting things mm-hmm. that you're going to want in your medicine cabinet? And also all of the produce was fully stocked. Yes. These cereal boxes were all gone and the canned foods, but the fresh produce was fully there. And I was like, you guys, we, it's two weeks. We're going into a two week point. Like this isn't a year mm-hmm. where, you, where you need all of your cans. This is two weeks. So yeah, that was a big like wake up for me where I was like, there is a big disconnect here on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think the more you can empower yourself and teach yourself um, and learn from yourself, the better yeah. you're going to be. I, ugh, yes. I just, I mean, I could talk about it all day. I just think it's, there's so much money behind this marketing and honestly, I'm going to be really honest, keeping people unhealthy because that is what keeps people buying pills. You know, that's what keeps people like, you know, relying on this because, you know, you aren't empowered and you aren't, you know, even educated. You don't have to be a doctor to understand your body and understand your health. You don't Mm -hmm. have to be a doctor to like go out and educate yourself and understand what is good for you and your family. And because everybody that kind of bucks the trend gets silenced, everything remains a theory. Like that's one of my biggest like pet peeves is the fact that like technically when different doctors talk about this, they have to say it's a theory because guess what? There's no money behind it because they can't Mm -hmm. get funding to study it. Yeah. And yeah. And it's just, we, the science is, slowly catching up with the um, wisdom that we used to hold and the ancient traditions that we used to hold with like, I mean, even Ayurveda and um, like my favorite recently is like yoga practices and meditation and stuff, which used to be like mm-hmm. this whole like, woohoo, you're crazy. Like what kind of thing um, when people would talk about how much better you feel and all those things. And now finally the science is catching up to it where it's like, no, there's actually mm-hmm. scientific backing on how impactful that can be for you. So now it's becoming okay to talk about without being like, I don't actually believe in this. Like, you know, you believe what you want, but you know, like, <laughs> yeah, so, there's Ugh. so many things, Leah, so many things. <laughs> I know I could literally talk about it all day. Cause they jump down your throat. If there's like, you know, any like natural thing that you could do or any, Mm -hmm. like even somebody just understanding their body, like wanting to know more, um, you know, they get pounced on because it's, it it doesn't feed, it doesn't feed the medical system, you know? And, um, it's really sad, you know, people have to pay for all of that out of pocket, you know, because insurance doesn't even cover it. And, Mm -hmm. but they know that to actually get results, you probably need to step outside. Yeah, I I could rant about that all day long. I know. I know. And I, like I said earlier, am like 11 or 12 years into my, you know, holistic journey. And so now I feel confident and I have had my own, you know, success. And I've seen over and over and over again, what I can do for my body and how changing my environment can, you know, change my body's outcome. But yeah, but when you're starting and you are going against the grain. It's scary. And you're being told by every you're single stupid. outlet that you're going the wrong way and you're, yeah, you're dumb. And like, this is all just woohoo. Um, 
whatever. So, yeah. 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 No, I agree. And it's, it's, um, it's a, it's hard to buck the trend, but like also it's hard to trust yourself sometimes when like, uh, like even when Landon will get sick or, um, he got a diaper rash the other day, not the other day, the other week while I was gone (laughs) and I came back and I was like, Oh, like, I know what this is. Like you need to put silver shield on it. And like, he needs to get, you need to um, give him some probiotic, all this kind of stuff and boom, like it's better, you know, instead before this, I'm sure I would have like called the doctor because it was, it looked really bad and like Mm -hmm. wanted to put him on a steroid cream or whatever, because, um, it's hard to trust that like you do know best, you know, and look into things. Well, this was an insightful conversation. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I hope that you guys at least enjoyed the conversation. I hope you learned some things. Um, I'm sure we scared some people too, but that's okay. We still love you, even if you disagree. But how can people work with you, Kaylee? How can they find you? How can they learn more about what you do? Give me all those details. What, what, like what programs coaching, what do you offer? Yeah. So the best way to find me is on Instagram. My handle is navigating holistic. Um, and there's yeah, a thing in there if you want to look into working with me, but I help people make, you know, sustainable and simple lifestyle changes that, um, addresses, their environment and the way that they're expressing health. So I work with people one-on-one kind of like you do. I don't have a coaching program yet. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's the best way to find me if you need help making some of those changes. Yeah. Love all of that. Okay. I will link everything before we (laughs) go right ahead. Um, One of the things that I usually like to drive home, but we didn't get to because we covered so many different other things is just that, which we kind of did, but you're in charge of your own environment. And I hear so many people um, think that they are a victim of their um, heredity, that if their parents had it, they're going to have it, that it's just like doom and gloom, like fine, Kaylee, that's fine, but I'm sure you have good genes and like, you're just, you know, all perfectly healthy or whatever. That's not the case. Like, if you look at my family line, it is riddled with very young onset of Alzheimer's, schizophrenia, dementia, cancer, all the things, all the things, it's not good. But, but it's not, it doesn't predict my future because our genes have the ability to express themselves based on the environment that we're in. And the blueprint that we're given can make like, I forget the exact number, but it's like 400 million, oops, alarm's going off. 400 million different human beings. So you have like 400 million different paths you can take depending on what you put around and in your body. Um, So I just want to plug that because you are not, you're not a victim and you're in charge of your own health. Oh, no, it's true. It's true. Um, And yeah, especially people like heart disease runs in my family. Like I'm doomed. I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. Take, be active. That's my new phrase. Be active in your health, not <laughs> passively sitting by. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I'm going to put everything in the show notes so people can get hold of you. 
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.